0: Okay, somebody's asking from a tax point of view, what are the top jurisdictions for nomads who want the first world experience, and they're actively running a business? Okay, so so that's yeah that that that's a, that's a pretty topical and typical question. So the world is your oyster, the world is at your feet. We have on our website, if you do a search for nomad visas, it was last updated sometime in January this year. So it probably needs to be updated because this stuff changes so quickly. So we had tracked about 56 nomad visas across the world. So from an immigration point of view, the world uh jurisdictions across the world are increasingly becoming aware of the the benefits of having a long-term visitor program. So yeah, you know, it's not just about a tourist coming in, somebody's coming in for a weekend, a week or two, but there's some people that want to stay a few months up to a year, maybe two years. So With that in mind jurisdictions are quite welcoming i mean welcoming being one of the the pioneers would be the welcome stamp in barbados and most recently there's been one in spain so and lots in between so there's a lot going on in that space you have a lot to choose from but you know everybody has their own perspective everybody has their own point of view it's very subjective what is a place that you would enjoy we do have a package, if you, if you just come to our website, htj.tax, uh, you, you'd find that we do have some packages to help you decide, if, you know, where in the world that you're going to go to. But generally speaking, for those who want the first world benefits, because yes, there, you can enjoy, uh, very low cost living in emerging markets, but it comes at a price. Infrastructure is not what it is in a first world jurisdiction, obviously. And you pay, you know, things don't get handled in a, a quick manner. You have Wi-Fi problems, it's slow, it's always dropping. It's not reliable, especially if you're a remote worker, that's super important. But anyway, generally speaking, and, and the term first rule, of course, is quite subjective. It's not, you know, but let's let's put aside all those nuances and, and just speak generally to for our for our clients, I think the two most popular jurisdictions right now, well if you if you're asking from a tax point of view you remember if you are u.s exposed you're going to pay u.s taxes regardless of where you reside right so right there's there's not much you can do about that so if you are u.s exposed and you work you work remotely outside of the u.s the main benefit is that section 911 foreign income exclusion which it moves with inflation but for 2022, as we're doing 22 returns right now in 2023, it's $112,000. So the first $112,000 plus your standard deduction, plus you get a housing allowance as well. So depending on where you are, that could be $140,000, maybe $180,000, $190,000. It's still declared in your tax return, but it won't be subject to taxes. Generally speaking, this is earned income. I'm not talking about passive income. And i'm not talking about self-employed income which is subject to self-employment tax but i'm just talking about remote workers who are earning wages from uh you know from an employment, an employee employee relationship that's a huge win right there That far income exclusion so if you you know and you mid to high six figures it is something that is noticeable right but once you get into seven figures it's probably not going to be as meaningful as str- uh, an arrangement and you know, there are other options that you could explore if you talk to teams like us. So anyway, so from a US point of view, you work abroad, you enjoy that foreign income exclusion, which is a a, a huge benefit for earned income. Now, if you're not US exposed, uh well then, you know, that's 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 a, a great win right there. Because typically once you sever tax residency with your country of origin and you do so in the appropriate manner. You may be able to break free of their, of their tax net, right? And it has to be done in an appropriate manner because increasingly jurisdictions are becoming, uh, stickier and that there are these fallback rules. So for the big English speaking countries, so Canada, the UK, uh, Australia, New Zealand. You know that it's it's becoming a, an increasingly important issue. Yes, you may not reside in those countries, but depending on your circumstances and your facts and circumstances, you and you may be living outside for a period of time, but still you may because of the fallback rules, you'd still be subject to taxes in those jurisdictions. So you want to have a a conversation with your preferred tax advisor about that to make sure that you set a tax residency in in the right way if possible. Having said that, let's let's assume that you've done it. Then you know where do you want to go? So if you're U.S., exposed, a popular place to go is, of course, Puerto Rico, because aside from, we, we spoke about foreign income exclusion, but more importantly, there's some benefits in terms of unearned income of so-called passive income, and you can enjoy, under certain circumstances, zero percent tax on, on passive income. So it's a huge draw. Other than that, and this will be for Americans and non-Americans alike, I think two of the most popular jurisdictions, at least right now, the flavor of the last few months at least would be the United Arab Emirates, which, you know, the most popular of which is Dubai. So it's a, a union of several Emirates. The capital is in Abu Dhabi. But Abu Dhabi is kind of low-key. The the more boisterous, the most boisterous member of the Emirates would be, of course, Dubai. They, you know, the the entertainment hub of of the union. It's increasingly popular from an immigration point of view, they are so easy. It and it kind of came into its own during COVID, when it was for some period of time, it was the only international city that remained open to everyone. So it it kind of really secured its place on, on the landscape, and it's increased. It continues to be popular. So we could talk more about that later on. But I think Dubai is really, really popular right now. Uh I I, I you know some people look at it as a as you know the the greatest thing ever, but I think it's not suitable for everyone. And whereas it may be a short to medium term, but, uh, place to be based in the long term, it may not be appropriate for everyone either. So, you know, one size can't fit all, but definitely if you're going to consider a tax efficient jurisdiction with first world amenities, you want to consider the Emirates and, and Dubai in particular. Another place is Spain. So whereas the Emirates is generally speaking, generally speaking, now it's, it's things are becoming quite, Nuance now, but generally speaking, the Emirates is tax-free. Assuming that you're not deriving any income domestically, that you're running your business online, you're working remotely and your income is derived from outside of the Emirates is going to be tax-free to you into the Emirates. Spain, mm, Spain is, again, it is nuanced. Now, Spain and Europe in general is not typically considered a high tax jurisdiction, but what Spain has done with its Nomad visa uh as well as uh, a previous regime called the the Beckham law it's created situations where you can be physically in Spain and you can be physically resident in Spain but you're not considered tax resident in Spain even though that's where you are and and that's an amazing draw it's, it the you know it's a limited time so it, it, you know there's some nuance to it but typically it won't last more than 5 years and generally speaking, your income derived outside of Spain will be tax free. And with the nomad visa, so there are two ways of getting it. There's the nomad visa as well as the Beckham law. But I think the nomad visa is, is quite popular right now. You need to demonstrate. There's a laundry list. You can go to various websites. There's a list of what they're looking for. It's brand new. So people are still figuring it out. But generally speaking, you need to pay yourself or you need to demonstrate that you're earning at least 2000 euros. Uh, But aside from that, everything outside of that will be tax-free, generally speaking. And again, it's it's quite nuanced, right? So it's really designed for that person, just like the Emirates, someone who derives their income from either in, as an independent contractor or a remote worker, employee-employee relationship with uh, an NTP or with clients outside of Spain, or in the case of the Emirates, outside of the United Arab Emirates. So... Yeah, Spain and the Emirates would be two jurisdictions for those who want the benefits of that first world experience in a tax efficient manner. It's definitely worth considering, but they're not perfect. So tax just begins the conversation. Obviously, non-tax factors will inspire you as you make the ultimate decision. Okay.